Welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast with your host, myself, Russell Lee, and as always, the fantastic Chris Bowden. How are you doing, Chris? Oh, I'm good, mate. Back, back off the back of a national and uh, looking forward to this weekend. Nice one, nice one. Before we get too far into it, let me say thank you to the sponsors. So thank you to CMI Distribution, Schumacher Racing and Will Speed, the companies that keep us on air every week, and they'd lovingly throw us some prizes at Christmas. So guys, thank you very much. Right then, John, we might as well get you straight on as you, as you sat there patiently. Let me give you a, a quick introduction to our listeners this is john cockhill the one-tenth uk off-road nationals referee how you doing john you okay i'm good thanks yeah great brilliant thanks thanks for coming on um i mean we've got loads to talk to you about tonight with um you know refing you know world's finals and, and euros and you know even the the uk stuff um but what we'd like to do with all our Guess before we actually get into the, the main nitty-gritty, we'd like to get a brief history of um, uh, of you in RC. Um, so what were you, your first inklings of RC cars, and, and how did you get into the sport? Um, I was um, I used to fly model aircraft. Okay. So uh, I was in the Air Force for 20-odd years. And then when I left the Air Force, I, I had an interest in a model shop, which is uh, down in the south near Stockfold. Stockfall with a local club. Although I was more interested in aircraft, etc. My my two lads, um, they liked the cars. We went down to Stockfold. Um, Keith Wardle, Kevley, and all those were there. Um, we had a look round. Thought, oh, this is quite good. Do you want? Do you fancy doing this, boys? And they were ten, nine, ten, eleven-ish at the time between yeah. them. And we went down a couple of Schumacher Fireblades um, on a Sunday. Um, and Dan, the younger brother, he was he was took to it straight away. He was pretty quick off the mark. Um, and Joe wasn't far behind him. Um, and then they used to do a Wednesday night with rally cars, you know, sort of yeah. uh, little shoot SSTs with. And it was a bit of a laugh. And it progressed from there. You know, we did uh, we did club racing, and then we did the regionals, and then eventually we started doing the nationals, and then we did I think. First Euros was 2006, I think, in Austria, in Vienna. Um, and then just, I just kept on. I helped out at Stockfold with the uh, with the timing, helped Keith out with uh, running some meetings. Um, I think it was Mid-South Regional Rep in uh, 2000 and something. Um, and we, you know, we did all the nationals. Um, and then it got to, I think uh, Dan got to 16. He won the junior championship and then found women and alcohol were much more better things to do on a Saturday than sit in a field in the middle of nowhere. So it was just me and Joe. Yeah. By which time Joe was old enough, like he was doing his own car and I was just like transport and, and checkbook, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's checked. Um, <laughs> so I, I was, you know, I was, I was looking after cars and then I think there was a national at Southport and we, because it's such a way, we went home after the second leg of the A because I think it all been decided. And then on the Monday morning, I got this phone call saying, oh, did you hear what happened? And I was like, no, what, what, you know, what happened? And at that time, they had a team of referees. I think it was Graham North, Damien Whittle, uh, and a couple of others, and they shared it amongst themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mick Cragg went off at them, um, and they've all resigned. And, you know, disaster, scandal. I don't know what happened, so I wasn't there. So then the next thing is I get a phone call. Um, you know, there's still a couple of nationals left of the season. We haven't got a referee. Would you mind? doing it and i'd done a little bit of stop fold and it was really i yeah i'll just give you 
and I'll help you out. Yeah. And that was 2009, 10, something like that. And I did did the last couple of uh, for that season, and then I've done it ever since, That's up true. until 2019 when I decided to give it up. Thought I'll take a couple of years off. Yeah. And so did everyone. I bet it's been mental watching all these kids grow up through the years. If you've been stood in that roster every race since 2009, it's mad, isn't it? Well, the, if you tell that, like Lee Martin, right? When yeah. I, he met, came to stop Mid South Regional, he would have been about 15. Yeah. Like, um, and I was talking to him on Sunday, like, you know, he's Scott watching Scott race. He's like, he's seven or eight or something. Yeah. Uh, but he's still, Lee's still a 15 year old. Yeah. I think Neil was. Something like 17, 18. And he's, you know, they're, they're the same age. They haven't grown up to me. Yeah. It's big. It's big <laughs> Even though they're wives and kids and dogs and all sorts. <laughs> yeah. take, like Kev Lee, you know, he helped Joe and Dan. When we first started, Kev Lee was, you know, helped them out, with, you know, all the, because they're not going to listen to their father. Yeah. But they would listen to because he could race. And, you know, he was, he was the club number one. And, you know, if he, if Kev said, that's what they did. Um, and he was, you know, the, he had a sports car. He was, I don't know, 20, 22. Yeah. You know, he had the bird. I hope Anna doesn't mind me. You know, he had, a, <laughs> you know, you know, Jack the lad, you know, and now he's, you know, he's, he's got his touring car. He's going around the world with his kids. You know, and it's just like, but they're still the same age to me. They, yeah. they, they haven't, they have, well, some of them have, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's brilliant, mate. I bet Kev still wishes he was 20 years older. Yeah, he doesn't look much different, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't had a hard pipe around, has he? Yeah. Hey, that was dead easy, you know, and clearly. Yeah. So, um, I heard a little rumour that you, you, were, you were retiring or you were looking at knocking it on the head and then or then there you are at the first National of the Year at Kiddie. I was like, hang on, what's going on? Yeah, well, I gave, um, I think, because I was going to do the Worlds. Well, I did the Worlds. Yeah. And... I said because at that time uh, Robin Hood, the, the the next UK was going to be 2020 at Robin Hood, and I said I'd do the Euros. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to do 2020. Uh, I just wanted to go racing and and sit in the tent and have a laugh with everyone else. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> none of that ever happened anyway. And I just, you know, I still wasn't going to do it at the beginning of this year. I mean, I wasn't even a BRCA member at the beginning of this year, and then. Obviously, with Paul resigning and Gareth resigning, then Martin took over, and obviously Joe and Martin are good friends. Um, and I thought, well, that's a tough one for Martin. Like, you know, he's got, a, um, he's, you know, suddenly after Paul's been doing it for I don't know how long. Yeah. Suddenly, then, you know, they, they still had the COVID thing going on, and you know, weren't quite sure how it was going to affect it. And then there was the decision about, uh, you know, we're just going to use one tire, and the amount of flack he got for that. And I thought, well, he's only trying to, you know, he's trying to do the best. And then I was talking to Joe, and Joe said, you know, Martin, I'd like to speak to you. And obviously, the, Gareth was leaving because of the timekeeping. So suddenly, you've got no, you've got a new referee, a new timekeeper, and a new chairman. Yeah. And you know that could have been the recipe for disaster. So Martin said, look, would you mind? And I went, no, yeah, I've had me two years off. Fact is, everyone else had two years off, isn't he? In there. Yeah. And I came back to do it, and. Because it's slightly different, because obviously Martin races, um, so he can't make the decision. You know, he can't be seen to be making decisions that would affect a score, because yeah. he could be the beneficiary of it. Didn't do him any good. He still didn't get his F two this year, but 
Um, so I do more than I would in previous years. Um, and, you know, me and Muz, the, the biggest issue of the first couple of nationals, with, especially with Eugene and uh, Martin, is they're racing. But they've got all this extra uh, rubbish to deal with. You know, this, you know, how many times was it Eugene to race control because this wasn't working, that wasn't working. And they were, it was really affecting their rating. That's first be over maybe the first couple of nationals. Yeah. You know, Martin was will to live. Eugene wasn't happy, etc. And then me and Muzz sort of went, yeah, do you know what? You don't need to worry about this. Me. So basically, as soon as driver's briefing's over, you know, me and me and Muzz just do it. Yeah. You know, we, we know what we've been doing it for long enough. You know, we know what we're doing. You know, we basically produce a list. You race round, round, round. And then yeah. we produce this. It's around, around, around. You know, it's, we know the yeah. rules. You, so. It's funny you say that because obviously, um, as soon as the racing starts, Martin can't be involved in any like decisions that would affect a competitor's score, would he? Because obviously, he because he's racing. And when we interviewed him at the start of the season, he said that uh, well, not so much that you were going to take over. He said, "Well, if there's any decisions to be made, I can't really make them because I'm because I'm racing." Yeah, but there was a lot of you know, there's a lot of all the niff naff and trivia that goes with the national. You know, people querying. It's not genuine queries, you know, and they, they would go to Paul, as yeah. was. But now yeah. the Martin, and Martin's trying to fix his car, and it's it's not a big, it's, you know, try and get away from that. So, you know, yeah. go and see me, go and see uh, Muzz, we'll sort it out. Well, I suppose it's a bit and of a change. Sorry, go ahead, Carol. Got better over the, you know, as we've got through further and further down the season. Yeah. You know, and then you know, the, their results, Eugene's and Martin's started to enjoy the racing again. So yeah. it seems to work. I mean, I suppose for you know previous years, it's been a bit of a thankless job. You know, I suppose when people come to talk to you on the rush from this because they're they're unhappy about someone's had them off or they've had a, an incident that you haven't seen or so. But it must be nice yeah. to, to, to have speak to some people without so much anger in their eyes. Yes, it does. I mean, the, the, when any incident, there are two cars involved, yeah. right? And. If I give a penalty, the guy who gets the penalty is not going to be very happy. And if I don't give a penalty, the bloke, the yeah. bloke who thinks he should. So there's there's no winners. Yeah. But most most people, you know, they um, they're not they're annoyed because I don't see. Yeah. And that's the issue. I I mean, I've only got one pair of eyes, and there's only me. Yeah. And if I see something, then you know their 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 day's been ruined as far as they're concerned. You know they they. You know, there was a guy on Saturday. He, it was the bottom final. He's um, he's car one, yeah. And about the third corner, he got absolutely wiped out by the rest of the field. I mean, it, there was no one individual. I mean, yeah. The problem was, you know, you're in the bottom final. You know, I don't want to you know, <laughs> bag on the lower finalists have been rubbish or on that. No, it's yeah. just skill and experience. Yeah. If they were skilled and experienced, they'd be a bit higher up. Yeah. And there's a lot of kids in there, you know. Yeah. And I can't go around. To, like Scott Martin, who's seven or eight years old, and you know, give him a, a stern, yeah. a stern talking to because he lost control of the throttle. Yeah, you know, his <laughs> he's going to burst into tears on me, maybe, and you know, and no, that's not the way to do it. So he's a bit miffed, you know, because his his day's been ruined, you know, because he yeah. was cowboy and he got wiped out by everybody, yeah, and nothing was done about it. And because the problem I've, I've got is I've got the next final one. I yeah. don't have time to go and say, look, mate, I know what's, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't go handing around penalties in the bottom final to kids. Yeah. You know, I can have a look at them, you know, and I, and I try to do that, especially with kids, you know, so, you know, just calm down a little bit or 
can you do that next time? Yeah. But and, it's, if you call one of the kids over on the roster and you have cast six, come and see me. I mean, they're coming up, their bottom lips already trembling. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you got, it's like, I just thought you did well on that corner, mate. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as opposed to that. And sometimes you see the car, but you don't know whose car it is. Yeah. Right? You think, oh, what? What were you doing there? So you, you know, you've got to have a word with him. And of course, this little five-year-old comes bimbling up, you know, with his little stool in his hand. And you're just about to tell him, you're a crap driver. You shouldn't have done that. You know, what do you, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You it's, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because in, um, in the final I was in, there was a young, there was a young lad and uh, there was only a couple of laps in and he'd had a bit of a, he'd had an off. And over the, you know, the jump on the four wheel drive track where you kind of, you did cut the track, but you weren't cutting the track officially. Um, he did that, bounced and landed the other side of the uh, pipe, but just carried on. And at oh, the, yeah. I was stood next to you at the corner of my eye. I saw you just sort of look down the, uh, look down the rostrum to see who it was. And you just kind of said, that was a bit naughty car one, but uh, we'll see how the race pans out. <laughs> And I yeah. thought, well, he's seen that it's a kid. Fair <laughs> enough. If that had been if that had been Russ, I'd have been like, John, John, <laughs> John, Russ is cheating, <laughs> do him. Then I'd have been like, no talk around the rostrum. <laughs> no, I mean, it was. Yeah, I looked down and I thought, yeah, it was Reese Ward. Yeah, he's only a young lad. So I just at the end, was it coming off? I said, oh yeah, did you remember when you did that? I said, oh yeah, just just pause next time, just wait, you know, because yeah. you, you you know, he almost. I mean, he crashed behind the guy and almost went off in front. <laughs> you know, he went that far yeah, behind. It was, me, it was me that he crashed behind. That's how, yeah, I, that's how I saw it. And so, I was like... Yeah. Grassing the kids up, Chris, I don't know. Mate, I wasn't, I wasn't bothered, to yeah. be fair. I'd done, I'd done rubbish that day. But we'll talk about my, my yeah. uh, useless four-wheel drive performance later. Yeah. How, how do you decide who gets what penalty? Do you go fiercer as the, as the, as the heats go higher? Or like, you know, for example... If it's fifty-fifty, um, um, how do you decide what happens if one of them drives off too soon? Or um, I feel like I'm going on with a question. Um, how would you decide if it's a stop go or you're going to go and see Muzz and tell him to add ten seconds on the time? Is there like a a, a process in your mind about severe and an incident is There's, the normal for, for qualifying? Basically, either someone doesn't get out of the way, but that's not that's never usually a thing. Normally, I. You know, I turn around and say, yeah, car six, you know, let him through, and they do. Yeah. The normal thing, like you say, it's a corner cut. They crash. They end up on the wrong side of the track, and off they go. Um, and it's the rules are a little bit, like a lot of our rules, are a bit grey as to what you can do. He basically said, you you, must, you should rejoin the track where you crashed. Yeah. Well, that's not, it's not possible in most yeah. times. And no one do it. Some do. Some go back on themselves and do it. A lot of them, they know where they are and they, they, they end up in the position and they, they wait. Most people do wait. It's whether you wait long enough. Yeah. And people say, mustn't gain an advantage. Well, the only way I can say that you gained an advantage is if you crashed, you know, behind Chris and then went off in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you've gained yeah. an advantage. If you crash behind Chris and rejoin the track the same distance behind Chris, you haven't taken an advantage yeah. yes you can argue well you've lost all that time you should have done and then the only other way is to look at the time and you know so you you wait for the next lap they do the next lap and you look at the time and 
if it's not their fast, if it's their fastest lap of the of the race, yeah. yes, they've gained an advantage. If it's you know standard time, then they haven't. So it's, at which point, all I expect my drivers to do is acknowledge the fact they've got the track, pause, and go. Yeah. A lot of them. Some people will uh, will wait a bit too long, and I'll tell them to go. Yeah. Some people will. Um, go far too early i think there was one at torch he went a little bit earlier than i wanted i just you know said oh that was a bit early um and then i gave him the option of basically pull out a five second lead for the penalty you might get at the end or just you know just stop yeah <laughs> and he stopped <laughs> stopped and went um but yeah i mean no one's deliberately put in the track you know they've yeah. had a crash um, and they want to get back on i think the worst one is when they um you know they want to get back on track and they see cars coming and they, they want to get in front of those cars. Um, so they they don't want to wait for those cars to come because they were behind them before they crashed. Yeah. They've overtaken them and they don't want to lose that that time. So a lot of them will, will rush out and try and join in in front. And that's possibly the worst one is this, you know, the guy coming around the corner that you've just crashed with isn't to blame. And then you've done nothing wrong yet. And you pull out in front of him and wipe him out. That's you know, if you pull out in front of him and don't wipe him out, yeah, okay, I'll let that off. I'll, you know, I'll let that off. But it, it's it's that's the normal in qualifying. That's the normal sort of um, uh, penalty, if yeah. you like. But then penalties are fixed. As I I I made a major error a couple of years ago. Basically, I can the penalties are a, a warning. Five seconds, ten seconds, one lap disqualification. Yeah. Um, we, I think they've changed the. This is how sad I am. I don't even know if they've changed the rules. We were going to change the rules to allow me to, if there was a bit of a clash on the on the line, and a car crashed into another, but moved across the line first. The only way of swapping them over was a five second penalty. But. Um, I think they changed the rules that allows me to adjust the time or put a time. Because if I give someone a five-second penalty, it could drop them six or seven places. Yeah. It, it, and it's not really that kind of penalty. <laughs> but I've got to drop them a place because they finished in front of someone. So there was a couple of um, – they were going to change the rules on that, and I don't know whether we did because then COVID and, and everything else, so I'm not really sure. Did that the come idea- about – did that come about because of uh, Torch at the final, where they were told, don't gun it to the line, and one competitor did and took the other person out? What, this this year? No, the last Nationals we had. Um, it was the it was the Torch round that Elliot Boots won. Oh, I didn't, didn't Danny McGee wipe out Mick Crack? <laughs> One of them. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, I don't know who it was that uh, that took him out, but somebody was quite close to Mick, I think. And because they sent it over the line, a penalty would have um, split the decision. It had gone down to like, like you say, fifth or sixth place, but it wasn't really deserving of that. No, it was just. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it, it was all down to. It was Robin Hood. Um, I think it was the first national. And Elliot Boots actually won the national. But what happened was, um, 
I think it was either the first or the second leg, I can't remember. Um, Lee was behind Elliot. And you know when they used to have the start at the finish line um, after the gnomes on that, and people used to throw themselves into that corner to get over the line? Yeah. Uh, well, Lee did. Um, and he managed to wipe out Elliot completely. They both crashed over the line. But according to the computer, Lee had, Lee had won that leg. Well, clearly, you know, no, we can't we have that. So yeah. we can't have that. He went, yeah, no, that's quite, that's quite correct. So I went in and seen Gareth, and we just swapped the times over. We just gave uh, Lee a, you know, one-tenth of a second yeah. more than Elliot. Elliot wins the leg, job done. And, you know, they did the other two legs, and Elliot won, and um, I think Neil was second, Lee was third, in whatever order. And I'm driving home thinking, hey, and then suddenly realised that actually – I wasn't allowed to do that. What I should have done was given Lee a five-second penalty. But that would mean Neil would finish second in that leg. Yeah. And as it turned out, Neil had got a leg win and a second to go. That's what he would have had. He said he had a 0-3-3 three, three, yeah. or 1-3-3. Three, three. And Elliot had a 1-2. Well, actually, it should have been 1-2. And Neil's one was faster. So Neil would have won. He would have won the meeting if I'd have applied the, the the correctly. If I'd done my job properly, Neil would have won that meeting, and it was the first one of the year. And you know how close it is between yeah. Lee and Neil. On you know they tied plenty of championships. I'm sat there, so the next meeting I had to <laughs> had to go to Neil and Mick and say, look, I made a mistake, and I've just cost you a national win. Right? I mean, it's not a big deal. You've had plenty of them. It's like might you're going to miss me. <laughs> Yeah, I like Mick said, yeah, I thought at the time. I like, well, why don't you say something? But that was by the by. And I had to spend the rest of the season like hoping that this mistake didn't, didn't come down to like two points. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, Neil was champion at the end, which was a bonus because imagine, uh, imagine the appeal was at the end of the season from everyone about that. Yeah, I do make mistakes. Uh, so, I try not to. But. Des- decisions you make on the day, are they like, that's it, that's final? Is, there's no yeah. anyone anyone's going to appeal yeah. or anything like that? I think there's... there's um, is it you've protest. got till the end of the round to make uh, an appeal on your decision for that round and then the end of the... Once the meeting's declared over, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's 15 minutes from the last, the last leg yeah. you can appeal. Um, and then that's it, no matter what. Even if, you know, there's a video with, you know, showing that quite clearly this bloke won and you giving it to someone else, it doesn't matter, it's all over. Do you ever get people doing that, trying to get you to watch a home video from the side of the track and or anything like that? Or... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, I've had videos sent to... I mean, I've watched videos of, um, of racing when... Because they, um, they little records them all. Yeah. And it's you stood either at the opposite end of the Rossmore or next to me so his view is normally my you know he's got the yeah. same view you watch it sometimes and you think oh yeah and there was a couple of times where you know I, um, I've at the next national I've gone to a, a driver and said yeah he did take you out <laughs> <laughs> but later, but you've but got to be so I, fast because you? You, know, you only get to see it once I know we're spoiled on the internet but you get three replays from every angle but you literally get to see it once, and that therefore, hopefully, you've got to be looking at that quarter of the track at the time of the incident. Yeah, and if I'm looking in the same direction, and, and I, you know, I catch that incident, and I 
make a decision and I go, yeah, that's what I think. That's it. Yes, I could look at, I mean, people have said, oh, can you look at videos? And well, yeah, but which, which of the 75 people around the track who are videoing it would you like me to look at? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so no, I generally I don't. Um, I know we've, we've looked at one video in my time as referee, uh, we looked at one video once and that was, uh, me and Phil Slay, yeah. who was the driver's I think at the time, just trying to confirm whether someone had crossed the line. Um, cause there was so much going on. It was last, last lap of a race and yeah. there was cars crashing everywhere. And it's like, did this guy cross? He didn't trigger the loop, but did he cross the line or didn't, uh, it was, and yeah, we watched uh, one of, uh, Jimmy Story's high def videos. It was really good. He slowly frame by frame. It was brilliant. And to prove that, yes, he did cross the line. <laughs> but that's the only way he used it. That's crazy. So, how did you go from refing like the, the, the UK nationals um, to doing all the Euros for what the last five, probably the last five or six Euros, I suppose? And you did the last world as well. How did you progress into, um, into doing that? Are you the only guy that answered the phone or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> realistically, you know, I, I'm the greatest referee of one. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, they they grade the way they do referees is they they grade you know A, B, and C or C, B, and A, whatever. So you got your national referee, and then a national referee can be an assistant referee at the Euros. Yeah, and then once you've been assistant referee at the Euros, you can be a head referee at the Euros, and then you can be an assistant referee at the Worlds, and then you can be head referee. You know, that's yeah. how it. They go, and your association put you forward. So Paul put me forward back in 2015 for to be a Euro referee, um, and then basically there isn't that many of us who. Um, so I just and with Paul been doing all the EFRA stuff, it's it's a lot easier for him to turn around and say, "Yeah, I've got you. I've got a referee." Yeah. So I turn up, and they have to supply some local um, whoever turns up and it's the same and then Ephra put you forward to IFMA and uh, so the the last world was European so I was the European representative yeah uh, and then the next worlds the one before that was China was it Japan China I think yeah. and that was Masami did that um, and the next one is obviously America it's Raw's turn so they'll be the head referee will be a non-American. So it's either going to be whoever, me, uh, Masami, or whoever they choose. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Nice trip to America. I mean, the other cool thing about that, I think, is the fact that you've probably, you've never really raced an RC car, yet the only two people that can do the job are you and probably the greatest person that's ever picked up an RC transmitter. And the Masami, it's like oh, that's amazing. Um, the thing, I mean, like if he, if he turns around, if the problem is if Masami turns around to Ryan and says, "That was it. That was a really crap move. You really should have, you know, you, you could have put the brakes on a lot earlier than you did." Yeah. Right. He's got right. Has got no choice but to say, "Yes, Masami, you're quite correct." Yeah. If I tell him, yeah, it's going to be, "Who said that? Yeah, who are you? Yeah, you know, can you do better?" Yeah. Do you, you know? Have- do you ever have a problem with language barriers with talking to some of the drivers at the Euros and the Worlds? I mean, to be fair, um, most people know they've done something wrong. Yeah. So they don't need it in their language to 
that bloke, that referee at the end, he's telling me off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because, you know, European-wise, I never have a problem. Most of the, um, most of them are English is first, you know, they're yeah. better at it than me. Certainly better. I was, you know, we're talking about my French is non-existent, but I managed to, you know, with the French, I managed to get through. It is funny. Some of them choose to, if they're getting, you know, they're getting told off they've done something wrong. Their perfect English they used the day before to thank you for helping them through suddenly is not. Yes, uh, disappears. Yeah, Mister the Hoodie, you're right. Yeah, I said to him one day, "Oh, that, that was a nice run, you're right, wasn't it?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good." And the next day, I'm saying, "You can't go crashing into that. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't do that." Okay, no, no one does. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, I'm quite glad that you've brought up uh, the French because it gives me a nice little segue to uh, the Euros that everybody loved at Reims where you were also the, the head referee. What was your what was your opinion on it having done many, many Euros and how it how it all went and how did you see it from your side of things? I mean, surprisingly, I mean, it, it was, uh, there's several words we can use, but you did say it was PG. It was a complete disaster at points. I mean, it oh, was, no, you it can was say a, it was a shit show. Oh, it was hilariously, funnily bad. I mean, what could go wrong? And, and you know, but it was, because I, I was like a spectator to this, because I'm, I'm on the rostrum, right? And the cars are going past, and behind me, the world is coming to an end. The timekeepers are arguing with, the, with, with Paul, who was arguing with someone else. And I'm just watching cars go round and round. And then the timekeepers have sort of like given up and the, the race directors sort of given up. But the races are still going on. So I ended up sort of saying, okay, um, we'll get the cars to the line. And there's one timekeeper who's pressing the button. So, and he's next to me in, the, in his little air-conditioned hut. And I'm giving him thumbs up and the cars are going round. Whilst behind you, is, is I have no idea what's going on. You know? <laughs> and it was, and then it got to the, Right, we're not we're not carrying on. They're, they're, they're going to close the gates, and we're going. We're all going home. And this was like day two, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then the next, well, they've agreed to stay, but then it was like they've agreed to stay, and the the timekeepers will will carry on, but you're the only person I'll talk to. And I'm, <laughs> I was like, why? What have I done right? You know, and it, to be fair to the guys you know they were they were good you know they they we we got it going despite what was going on behind um and yeah but it was everything that could go wrong went wrong there was cars weren't being timed correctly there was um uh, david ronifold going nutter mental at me because they had this i don't know what they've done but basically when you cross the line it beeped right so it'd say so on the start it would say car eight and car eight would go. And as car eight crossed the line, it would beep. Yeah. And then it, But the problem was when the per, the beep over over um was the priority rather than the number. So if the computer was about to say car six, beep. Car six or car seven, beep, it would go beep. Yeah. Car nine. Well, hang on. <laughs> you, the yeah. beep would overwrite. Yeah, and he's, he's car. still sat on the grid, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I, so I, I'd known this was going on because I'd seen it and I'm thinking, yeah, so I, there's the cars are going off and it, it, what should have happened was it should have been David Ronnefolk, Lee Martin. And it was going through the cars and the beeps and the cars and the beeps. When it came to Ronnie Falk's number, it went beep just when it was calling his number. And then it called Lee's number. So Lee went, obviously, and I told David to go because I knew it had missed his number. Yeah. Off he went. Now he's now behind Lee, which, you know, and it is. Anyway, he's convinced that Lee's gone out of sequence, which he hasn't, <laughs> right? And I'm trying to explain to this really irate <laughs> David Ronnefold that actually I did you a favour <laughs> because yeah. I knew a number had been missed. So you could wait, he was having... wait at the back, perfect. Yeah. So that was, yeah, and then there was cars, you know, triggering the loop when they weren't even... Um, they, they were basically, where they got the loop and it was inside the minimum lap time, so... You could actually go round if you had if you made a mistake on that banked big banked corner on the, on the top right, yeah. and you crashed, and the marshal took a while getting to you. When you did, it was getting a like a second where the the loop went under the track. It would trigger it again. So yeah, you could. This, I mean, is, basically, this, is, this is club race stuff. This <laughs> this is sort yeah. of stuff you, you see him sort of half past ten on a Sunday morning in a, in a shabby hall somewhere. Oh. You know what I mean. <laughs> And um, the thing went beep as a car went over the line. And I said to Martin, I said, there's no car near the line. Why has it gone beep? It's just timed the car and there's no car there. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was a car that had come round and was going underneath. And it was, uh, it was just, none of, the, none of the scores, I spent in the first couple of days, actually made, meant a thing. Yeah. Because who knows who was going to, what, what, you know, you're watching the lead car go around and he's coming up behind someone and you're thinking, right, what car number's that? Oh, yeah, it's car eight. And then I look at my screen and actually car eight, who I think is last, he's about to get lapped, is actually the lead car. Yeah. And I thought, I missed, I missed something there. Okay, car eight's the lead car. So I'm watching car eight go around. Who is slow and useless? How is he ever leading this race? <laughs> yeah. It was just like there's something wrong here, and then it was yeah. The, the, basically, if you were the worse you were, the better score you got. That's how it basically worked out. The slower you were, the chances are if you went inside the minimum lap time, you could have an extra lap. Yeah. So why didn't I win the Euros then? Because you were rubbish. <laughs> I was too rubbish to be winning by being rubbish. You, you got to meet him halfway and make the A final, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was never happening. It was. It was. But it was just, it's just like organisation. It's just, uh, it, they've got this fair play. It's a nice facility. You know, it's a, you know, middle of town. It's nice, you know. But that was enough for them. We've got this great facility and we're great. And you lot are, should be, should be, you know, grateful to be allowed to race on our track. Yeah. And yeah, but your organisation, mate, sucks. Yeah, I think the biggest thing you should be commend- commended for for that was putting up with the heat for how many days that you did. He was in an air- air-conditioned breath booth, you said? No, that no was, he that was, was stood on the rostrum. Just um, to make it into the rostrum, there was a little, um, like, hut. Oh, sorry, but, the timing was in. I thought you were in there with him. Sorry, I'll take it back. Good news, their air-conditioning unit was pumping all the cold, so basically the hot air. Onto the rostrum behind me. <laughs> oh Jesus, that's horrendous. That bit, sounds horrendous. 
Yeah, I was also getting their heat. Yeah, so but not I, only was he getting their heat, but it was also because the, the Brits were on like the balcony, basically a stone's throw over from there, weren't we? And we got a temperature thing on there, and it was forty-one degrees. So for John, it was forty-one degrees plus race controls, unwanted hot air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once but, we opened the, uh, the windowy thing, the, the flats the, on the roof, eventually after about three days. Um, but a lot of it was was communication because they what everyone was saying. Can you not open the windows? And they were giving it no. And there was something about fire and shit. And what it was that the they were like um, automatic. So when if the fire alarm went off, these things would open to you know, obviously vent all the smoke out. Yeah. But they were part of the fire system. Oh, so they so were actually the, windows. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were, but they weren't. They weren't things. So what the French guy sh- was tr- basically should have said was, yeah, we can't open the windows unless we have a disconnect from the fire system. And hey. We're going to get the fire people in to, you know, the engineers to come and do that. But it's going to take, you know, we can't get them in overnight. Instead of which they, they said was, no, we're not going to do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they did. Eventually, after a couple of days, they did get them out. Um, but it was just, their answer was no. Yeah. And then they were doing stuff. But yeah, it was, it was funny. In so, a painfully funny sort of way. And how about the uh, ref in the the, the the worlds? Did you do that on your own, or did you have a, a second person on the rush more around the track or anything? Yeah, I had Chris's mate. Um, oh, Shadrach. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. That was. There was one incident in I think it's four wheel drive, and uh, I'm watching. It was in, um second leg of the eight final, so a semi important race. And um, Bruno's up front, Dakota's behind. Bruno makes a bit of an error going into the double jump. Dakota sees his opportunity, he overtakes him in midair, there's contact, Bruno crashes, Dakota goes in front. And I'm thinking, ooh, ooh, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're at the hoodie room, you know, home of X-ray. The X-ray car's just been punted off into second, you know, <laughs> place. Yeah. And if Dakota carries, he's going to be world champion. So this is a big decision, you know. Yeah. Was it a bit dodgy? Was it? Yeah. So I turned around to my uh, my sister, who sat next to me, or stood next to me, and I said, "What do you think to that?" And he said, "And I wasn't watching." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, second leg of the world's A final, first two cars, and you weren't watching." And they're battling okay. like crazy. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to do it. it. Only it only lasted about a lap, and then Dakota rolled it, and Bruno went back in front. So that was you know, negated any advantage he had. So I didn't have to make a decision, which was a good job. I mean, I spoke to Dakota afterwards, and I said, look, you know, they would have protested. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was it was one of those. It was a racing incident. I yeah. that's where I was at. It was a racing incident, but they would have protested. Yeah. But I suppose. But the head referee. That- but if you'd already made it, if you already seen it, I suppose it makes it a lot easier to come out coming out of the end, you know, if because they're probably going to talk to you about on the driver's stand about it, didn't they? Before they go before they go off to the pits, so if the appeal comes in, they've already got your decision, which probably isn't going to change, is it? Yeah, they. I mean, most of them. I mean, there was a, the Euros this year. You know, Michael was a bit unhappy with an overtake, but I was like, yeah, it's racing, mate. In fact, you know, so 
there are those things. I mean, it's like, and it, the problem with refereeing is what your, you know, your opinion of what you think is is right. Yeah. Um, and I, me and Lee Martin have had a couple of discuss, you know, <laughs> disagreements. I say discussions. He tells me what he thinks, and I tell him he's wrong. But basically, he's like, if he's the lead car, you know, he, he's untouchable. You know, yeah. he should get all the protection. The lead car, he should get all the protection. No one's, you know. And I'm kind of like, well, yeah, but if you leave a big gap on the inside, you know, someone's going to go into the gap. Yeah. And if there's then an incident, who is it? Well, technically, you shouldn't, you know, sometimes you've got to drive defensively. And you say, yeah, that's my line. But your line is leaving a massive hole on the inside. And if you've got well, Elliot Boots, like, Elliot's great, but he's aggressive. If you give him an opportunity, if you give him a sniff, yeah. he's going to go into that gap. And, you know, we'll worry about the consequences afterwards. So, you know, there are different, different, you know, one man's perfectly executed um, overtake is, is someone else's takeout. So, yeah. Where, where, do, this is a great, brings me to a great question there. Where do you, th- is there a defining point through the finals or the A finals where it stops because, you know, people make less mistakes? Or, or is it like, I don't know, E final, D final? Do you notice a, a, a different improvement in driver standards? Not so much like the overtakes. Is there a point where, where there's a difference in driver standards. If you, I mean, if you watch the early finals, first, second corner, there'll be a pile-up. Yeah. You know, there'll be... When you start looking sort of G, F, E, suddenly there's a nice train yeah. coming through there. No one's doing anything stupid on that first, second corner. And in the lower final... But it's like, it's talent and experience. You know, yeah. if you know, if they had the talent and experience, they wouldn't be in that final to be in further one up you know so um and a lot of it is you know especially the kids it's experience you know they're going in they're excited they're going into that first corner the guy in front slams the brakes on because he wants to keep a tight line and they you know and the other problem is in qualifying they they've never there's not enough racing they haven't done enough racing they've done a lot of qualifying but that's the first time they've gone into a corner you know none of the cars yeah they're not used to it. Whereas, you know, a bit more experienced, yeah, okay, he's going to slow down quite quickly here. I'm so a lot of it, you, you can't, you know, so it's, it's terrible, it's bad driving. It's not, it's just experience. They just haven't been there, especially with the kids. So you can't be too harsh on them. No, I noticed that the, the kid in Nashville when Bruce was racing, um, how they were all elbows out at every corner. You know, there was quite a few little battles right the way through the race. Um, it's almost not, not saying you turned a blind eye, but you can see they were just doing the best, trying to get, just trying to, trying to get round, you know. They're not, I mean, they're not crashing each other off deliberately. They're just, yeah, exactly. Not yeah. The corner. Yeah. Um, and you normally get in every, you'll get two, two people who are quite happily banging wheels all the way round. Yeah, you know, and they're quite happily doing it. Then they're, they're never going to complain. You know, <laughs> car seven or eight, you know, smacking into each other, and you know, and they're having a good. They have five minutes worth of, you know, who's going to win this? Yeah, and they're quite happy. But the other drivers, you know, the, the guy goes past them, brushes them, and that's it. They pull their car off. They were taken out, and it's you know, still what's going still on? Still off the rush from getting another penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, brilliant, mate. Well, sp- speaking of throwing my dummy out the pram, I was going to wait till the end of this, but I'm going to shock it right now. In the in the uh, the qualifying, John, you failed to see Mr. Green butcher me off well and truly in the bomb hole. 
my own mate. He was in the bomb, all right. He was obviously looking at the fast cars, Chris. <laughs> I was ahead of him. <laughs> to see, get to the front of the field. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it was just like, he did. He absolutely murdered me. But we'll talk about him later. I said I was going to rub it. I said I was going to tell everybody about him. You're running around in seventh and eighth. You can pretty much do what you want. But he's not the leader. <laughs> yeah. I'm very you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at Tommy Hall and Ben Smith at the front. You know, I'm not looking at Chris Bowden in eighth. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, unfortunately, you wouldn't have been because you had uh, Nat Williams, who was probably having the drive of a life on that Sunday after a bad Saturday, and she had lapped us all about halfway through the race anyway. So it it made no difference to the uh, to the overall result, I don't think. But I just wanted to shop him in. Just nothing worked on Saturday, did it? Nothing worked. No. And then practice. Well, it, it did, and then it just broke. And then worked, yeah. and then broke. Yeah. And then she went out on Sunday, and it was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> That's a good yeah. run. C-final? Yeah. She told me that the best she'd ever done was an F-final. And then she turns around and puts it in the C-final. She, and she had two top 25s in round. Yeah. And all thought apart from last the three runs she did but I mean that's you know there are certain drivers you, you, you sort of I do I, I do play favourites there are certain drivers out there that I always look for there was you know and I won't say I keep an eye on them more than I do well let's be honest I do and Natalie's one of them Jim Dixon's another you know my two favourite races and it is you know whenever they're in a race because oh yeah I'll keep an eye out for them so if you you know you, you're looking at the lead cars and the lead is free and there's no one near him. So you're looking back and you think, oh, Nat's interesting. Yeah, good. Or Jim Dixon or someone like that. Shouldn't play favourite, but you do. Yeah, do you ever kind of... Say if you've got two people in first and second and in, in your opinion they're two of the, the cleanest races going and you know they're not that, but then in battling for third or fourth or fourth or fifth, you've got a couple that you think... I know there's always a bit of controversy about a move that they'll pull. Do you tend to sort of switch a little bit of focus back in the field, though, in the first and second? Oh, they'll sort it out. You know, say if it was Tommy and Jamie Hall racing in first, you know they're going to sort it out themselves. But further back, you've got somebody who's a bit bit dirty, a bit of a chopper. Would you be <laughs> You're going to name concentrated? Names. No, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> we'll just there call are- them... We'll just call them Lus Ray. There are some drivers, you know, even in the top the top twenty, who um, like are aggressive, and they will go for the move. Yeah, you know, maybe shouldn't have gone. Um, but generally, I think if you're talking like a final material, no. I mean, they, they you can leave them alone. I mean, if like Ben Smith and Tommy Hall, I mean, I've watched them at juniors. Just going round and round at Berry, like six inches off each other's bumpers, and not touching each other, you know. And they, they pretty much, yeah, leave them to it. And if they do have an incident, they'll sort it out. You know, one will wait, one will, one will, you know, it's that kind of thing. But you know, there are other, there are other drivers, you know, you, you think, yeah, you you're not going to wait. Um, and and some quite, you know, there's a bit. The problem is with this waiting bit is it's oh you're not going to wait you get people shouting on that you're not going to wait and it's wrong <laughs> you know I mean? 
But there's this thing, there's this contact between two cars and one car rolls over and the other guy's supposed to wait. Which, if it's the guy's fault, yeah, why should he wait? Well, I suppose the thing is as well, you could you could hit into someone, put them on the roof, wait for them, and you not see it and see the incident and still give them a penalty anyway. Because they, they've just taken it upon themselves to, to stop, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, normally, I mean, if, Unless it's a, there's never, well, that's not true, Freddie Russell. If there's never been a deliberate takeout, then, you know, the, the guy does not go to deliberately punt you off that next, co- you know, on yeah. the next corner. Yeah. Racing. He, he wants to do a clean overtake. He doesn't get it right. He, he flips you over. He waits. You right, carry on. I'm If you've waited, I'm not going to give you a penalty as well. Yeah. <laughs> Cost yourself more than I could penalise you. Yeah. What you do at risk is that you go in, um, you go into a corner. There's contact. The guy rolls off, and you don't wait. Then you're leaving it up to me to decide. Yeah. That's fine. That's that's. Um, I mean, one of the sort of like the, the he'll say is one of the best concentrated, uh, right? Both on and off track. Faultless things. Um, and he, he's been accused of not waiting. Uh, at one meeting, basically, he, he hit someone, they rolled over, he didn't wait. Yeah. The pit man for that guy said, oh, it's terrible, terrible. And Phil Slade just points at me and said, that's his job. <laughs> <laughs> and he's quite right. Yeah. It wasn't Phil's action. You know, he was right to carry on. And it's yeah. the same. I think it was... But Jamie and Tommy, when Tommy went inside Jamie and the third leg of the year, I think it was, and they, uh, Tommy waited Jamie. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have waited. <laughs> <laughs> but you should have carried on. Um, but that's a lot of, you know, you. there are certain uh, racers out there who you know, just wait and um, won't make talk about anything. Um, and it doesn't really matter what's happened to them. They, you know, they're clean, etc. When I know for it, when when there's an incident, you look at who's involved, you know, and you think well, that's like Tommy always waits. If Tommy and Ben have an incident, the the poor one or the other will wait, yeah, or won't. But the point where is, you know, they have an incident, he waits. You have an incident, he waits. But the time that he has an incident that doesn't wait, I'm going to sit there and think, he doesn't think he's done anything wrong. So if it was a 50-50, I'm going to think, well, normally, you know, if he's a fault, he would normally wait. Yeah. So now, so, you know, he's building up a, a sort of, you know... A subconscious uh, recommendation to you already. Yeah. When I do something wrong, I know, and I will wait. So if I'm 50-50 and he's not waiting, well, he, he can't have done anything wrong. So, you know, and a lot of drivers do that. You know, there's a lot of drivers who, you know, just do the right thing or, um, and you you do keep, and there's some people that don't, and you keep an eye on that. And so the next time when it comes to something important, you think, well, maybe, you know, he's, he's not really good. You know, he doesn't know. Hopefully. Right, John, we're, uh, we're coming up towards the end now. Um, so, obviously, I'm going to thank you for your time in a little while. Have you got any last questions, Chris? 
no, but I think we've actually now I am. I wanted to know, you know, when you're watching, say, UK National A final, you've watched thousands of, you know, Lee Martin and Neil Crabb battles. Do you ever just kind of forget that you're supposed to be refereeing a National A final and just be like a bit fanboy, like, oh, this is awesome to watch? Um, yeah, at the Euros when Tommy won. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> good example, yeah. He's the lead cat, right? And he's he's just about to win the Euros. And he was, I think Jamie was next to me. And then Tommy was next to him. So the three of us were on the end. And I'm like, he's going to win this. He's going to win this. You know, I mean, I was, and when he crossed the line, the only thing I got away with is Jamie was stood next to me, absolutely hammering the rostrum, right? That's the only thing he didn't realise that I was doing the same because he was doing it loud. So, yeah. <laughs> And there's, you know, there's times when, like Neil or, or whatever, they've done a, you know, you've watched them just do this. Because the thing with that, when you watch Neil, and I watch Neil go round and round and round, and you notice, like, he tries something about lap four. He gets up and you think, that's where he's going to overtake him in about two laps. <laughs> right? Yeah. You just find out. Suddenly he goes past, you know, and it, Runs a you know a really good race, and you're just watching him thinking, how's he keeping that on two wheels? No, on four wheels. So I do sometimes. You, know, you watch it sometimes when you're watching, and you can see you know that is that the performance. You know <laughs> that's doing really well. Okay. So, yeah. oh, it's, it's time for a couple of famous questions. We've got some different ones for you because we normally ask favorite car and favorite track um, to to our racers. But I'm going to ask you the first one. Um, if you've got a couple of these, it's totally fine. Uh, what's the hardest decision you've had to make as a, as a ref? Uh, no, no, no hard ones as such. Yeah. The one I didn't have was Dakota. That would have been a tough one. Because he was, if he was going to win the world championship at the end of that leg, they would have been all cheers and what me saying that. And then there was an instant with uh, Craig Collinson at Robin Hood, and yeah. he, I think he won, he won his first, his only national, I'm going to say, at Robin Hood. And how about you know, four minutes into the race, I he was defending against Neil, and I thought cut the track. I thought all four wheels were off the track, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, he, he finished that leg, which would give him giving him the um, the national win. And he's all, yeah, yeah, and I'm giving, you know, we're almost, hang on, Craig, just let me check something. His brother and his dad were at the bottom of the roster and wondering what was going on. Guy who's cut by said, no, he had a wheel on the track. Yeah. So yeah, because that could have been his only ever win. You yeah. Know? Just said, no, I'm sorry, mate. I'm just going to take that off. But I haven't had <laughs> Brilliant. Have you, got, have you got a question, Chris, or would you want to ask this other one? Well, I have got another question. It's not so much for one of our famous ones. Well, no. It was um, obviously we've got you as a ref. How many people are coming behind you? We don't know. How long are you going to carry on doing it? We don't know. What would you What would you give a bit of advice to for anybody interested in starting doing a bit of refereeing and you know starting at regional, starting at club meetings, whatever? What would your 
what would your bit of advice be of how to to best to be a good referee to to do the best job possible? I think you've got to. I mean, it depends on your age. I mean, I'm 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 sixty. I'm sorry, you know, I was in the military for three years. Nobody on that roster is going to, you know, <laughs> you know going to intimidate me or anything like that. You know, so it, you've got you've made a decision based on the, on the best that you you can on this you know, stick to it. You know, it might be the wrong one, you know, not, you know, but just stick to it. You've made it. no one else is prepared to do it. You're prepared to do it. You've made the decision, and you're right. And even if afterwards you prove to be wrong, it doesn't matter. You're still right. That's one advantage of your, you know. Yeah. yeah. Stick to your guns. Brilliant. Yeah, I think Martin adds that into every driver's briefing, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, at the end of that, yeah. But uh, th- that's that's the other thing I think is quite important. It's just because I turn around, you know, at the end, and I'm like, you, 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 you race, and you feel grieved that um, you didn't do something or I did something, right? That isn't my final decision. If you, if you want to go see Eugene or Freddie and say, I'm not happy with that. No, I think he could have done this. A lot of people say, well, there's no point because he's not going to change his mind. I will. It's my final decision. Is the one that counts. Yeah. If you, and we had it at the Euros with... Um, Merit, uh, wasn't it? Jürgen. What's his name? Jürgen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't paying attention at Marshall and I gave him a five-second penalty. And he... And, he came over, you know, he was, Mr. Mr. Um, you know, he was polite. He said, well, I, d- I think it was a bit harsh because, and he went through the things. And in the end, I thought, yeah, do you know what? Maybe you're right. So I just, I with, I put it down to a warning, you know. And yeah. he could have come over, you know, what do you think you're doing, you tosser, you know, what you're doing. But he was, he was quite polite. You know, he came over and he said, oh, I think I was, you know, I think you were being a bit harsh. And I went, yeah, do you know what? You may be, you're right. And I and I dropped it. Yeah, it's unreal. So a lot of nationals, you know, just if you think, you know, go to see Eugene. I'll even see him in the roster and say, yeah, do you want to have a look at that? And I'll tell you, go out and Marshall, come back and see him. Yeah, we'll discuss it, and then I'll make a you know final decision. But once that, that's it. That's it. Final. Cool. Um, and the the second famous question this week is going to be, um, which. Uh, Rosham offers you the best refing facilities or, or, or venue. Is there anywhere where you think, oh, I'd like to go there because they would make me a cup of tea on the air or something? Or <laughs> um, I've got to be careful. I mean, Aiden, I've got to, I, mean, I know he's in the competition, but yeah, Aiden overcoffied me at Southport. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, but yeah, most places, I mean, Robin Hood, probably because Robin Hood. A, you've got a bit more room, so you can go either end, so you're not getting uh, people's ways. And racing sports just below, so it's quick there. Cafe, so that for my, for me, that's the best place because I'm rostrum, race control, cafe, and the toilet. So I'm not never more than a couple of minutes away. But yeah, eight hours did get me over coffee. Perfect. Saying that, saying that though, Robin Hood this weekend, you had. Uh... The secretary of the section delivering your uh, your bacon sarnia or your back your burger or something and yeah, yeah. the bottom of the roster. He's there waiting to go up. I'm like, kids, just give it in. We'll eat it and we'll blame Preddy and see if, yeah. see if John gives Preddy a penalty <laughs> for eating his burger. Unreal. It's a bad, you know. He's one of my favourite. You know, he gets. If you want to learn how to do national racing, watch Brian Preddy. I don't mean he's actually on the track. 
right? But you go, it was 10, right? On a Friday, Friday evening, right? Everything is laid out. You know, the cars are immaculate. Tires are all, the tools are laid out, you know. Everything that he does for a Nash, that's it, you know, preparation and all that. Makes you wonder how bad he'd be if he didn't prepare like that, but. <laughs> but no, seriously, to do Nash, playing Freddie's setup, because it's in the right place and it's prepared. Perfect. Before we let you go, John, uh, we've just ticked over the air. Would you like to say thank you to anyone, friends, family, sponsors, uh, long suffering wife, anyone, anyone at all? Nobody sponsors me. <laughs> to be fair, right? I have a t-shirt, right? And they said, "Oh, can you wear that?" Being a shoemaker, and I said, "Turn around to my fiance, if associated, give me a t-shirt. I'll wear that as well." <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, yeah, my missus, she wouldn't. I mean, it's not, there's no point in me thanking my missus. Like, she's never going to listen to an RC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thank Joe for, you know, keeping me on my toes. You know what, mate? When I always listen to, to the other guys' podcast, um, um, and every time he mentions anyone, he always says thank you to you um, for helping him with his racing. I don't know if you ever listened to their show or not, um, but every time he's turned to, to thank the sponsors, he always says thank you to you. Yeah, because I pay for everything. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he says that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Brilliant, nice one. All right, then, John. Um, I'll, I'll see you. Um, the problem is, see you to the next Nationals, then. Will we you coming back next year? Yeah, yeah. I'll be giving it another bash next year. Nice one. All right, you'll have to hang and up I at your end. And I think I'll see you this weekend at the Formula Finals. Yep, end it. Yep. Yeah, nice there one. we go. Then. Thanks for coming on, John. Cheers. Ta mate. And he's gone. That was fantastic, mate. I really enjoyed that chat. Yeah. I, like I said, I was really shocked when you said it was an hour. I yeah. was like, already? Does that yeah. mean we've got to stop? The best ones fly by, mate. The best ones fly yeah, by. Yeah. Anyway, onto the big hitters. Did you get misreft by John Cockhill at the weekend, or were you perfect? I, did, I didn't get misreft, but I got mistreated <laughs> by Princess. <laughs> well, let's throw Princess under the bush first. I didn't say bush, then Princess. I said bush. That was me. I'll All you put... gotta do is say, Chris, after he butchered you, did he stop and wait? Yeah, did he stop and wait? Did he bollocks? Yeah. See, dropped off into the sunset and left me in tears, stuck on a pipe. You know what? That's exactly the same thing he did to me at Dudley when I, when I was like fifth in the A final, and he just mm. drove through me onto the straight and just rammed me straight onto a pipe. You know what I mean? It was shocking. Yeah. So, so did he? Um, was it? Did he just hit you on the brakes, or did he go for a move? We'd come off the little jump rhythm section, yeah. and uh, we were going into the right-hand hairpin just yeah. after. Um, and I went into the corner, probably about six, a couple of foot ahead of him, maybe six foot at the most. Um, and he's saying he was in the air, but he didn't have brakes. So he didn't have brakes. But if you look at where we were on track, if he was in the air... He'd found a jump that no no other racer did that week, and um, and as I went right round the corner, he came round, clipped my uh, rear right wheel, spanned me round, and uh, then I kind of got collected by the car that was behind him, which put me on the pipe, yeah, and left me with a ten second uh, time on there, which had that had not happened. I would have made the 12 lap at and probably the final ahead. Yeah. 
So, it's not, not good, is it? Not good. No. So I said I told him right there and then while we were on the rostrum, I was shocking him. Did he? Uh, did he apologise to you afterwards? He, no, he apologised whilst on the rostrum. Yeah. But, but, you know. That's unfortunate. So no, how, how, how did you go in your own two-wheel drive? The two-wheel drive wasn't bad. Had a, you know, I just I'd struggled in the first one. The pace was there, but uh, you know the edge. And then um, I thought, ah, oh, you know what? I ain't going to steer inside it. I'm going to try these Proline Z4 tyres. Um, changed a few settings on the car, thanks to, to Neil Saunders, who'd memorised what you needed to change to kind of get it so that they're not crazy aggressive. Um, put them on, and wow. Like, did it ever transform the car? I mean, it was a handful for the first run, but but after that, it was just like, you could absolutely throw it um, at the uh, at the track, and it it just felt really good. So, yeah, I mean, I don't feel that I was driving great all weekend. I, I've had that feeling quite a bit this season. To be fair, I feel very rusty and a bit out of out of practice. But you know, that is what that is. Um, but now it felt it felt pretty good. So. Stand, pretty much standard final. I think it was, um, was it one or two. Was it a final or two finals before the second leg of the A? Yeah. I normally like to be either the one before or the, the one after, really, for the A than the A. But you know, it is what it is. It was a nice weekend. Yeah. About four wheel drive. Well, we, it's a PG show, mate. Okay, so no, was qualifying was, was, was qualifying bad or was it just the final? It was just I don't know what it was, mate. Um I've had this thing for the majority of this year. Um and only with four wheel drive, to be honest, two wheel drive, it hasn't really affected me. But I seem to get to four and a half minutes and then lose all inability to keep the little bit of skill that I had when I started. Um <laughs> and that just continued again this this weekend, so you know, absolutely just useless. Couldn't drive at all, and then so I was in a very very low final, um, and in that final, I just kind of went, you know what? I'm just going to poo around. I couldn't really. I'm only going out because I hate it. You know, when somebody's had a bad day and then they have a bit of a temper strop and they don't go out for their final. Yeah, I hate that. So I just thought, right. And I think it sets a bit of a bad example for the kids that, you know, if you can't if you can't win, you can't enjoy it kind of thing. So I thought, you know what, now go out, just do your bit, drive, put around. At least if your car's on track, you know, it looks uh, it looks like you're giving it some effort. Yeah. But I went out and doing that, mate, I had the fastest time, fastest laps and times I'd done all day. And I was like. Oh, so basically, I've just not got to give a toss and just poo- try and pootle around at, you know, whatever the slowest speed I can is, and I'll be all right. Did you win your final? I did, mate, I did. Sandbagger. I did, a sandbagger who, I got. Who, who came second? Who should have won that final? I don't know, mate. I didn't look, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it was, um, you know, the young lad that we were talking about in the show who John said he saw him cut the track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. I believe it was that young lad. No, oh, bro. Um, so, 
Yeah, I, I am going to have to say though, uh, a big congratulations to you know young Harry Saunders. Yeah, because he drove out of his absolute skin this weekend, mate. I have never seen him drive so good, and it was really, really good to see. Class. Did he beat you by any chance? He, mate, he destroyed me. And he destroyed Princess. And he destroyed Preddy. Wow. Um, and in his final, he drove like an absolute legend. Yeah. i got to say, he started sixth on the grid, and at one point he was up to second. Um, first had disappeared. That wasn't really a, a thing. But yeah, I mean, he beat me by a final. Princess um, by a final. No, well, Princess was in the same final. He had Leon Morel in the same final. He beat him. Uh, he had some, you know, decent guys around that sort of speed. Yeah, and he just absolutely, he absolutely whomped them. That's great news, man. Really good news. Uh, and, you know, again, the AE, the AE juniors who pretty much locked out the, uh, the under-13s categories. You know, they took home a, a good haul of silverware, so... Yeah, it's brilliant. From now on, cool. I didn't go anywhere at the weekend, um, but we're going to um, gonna go to we're going practicing on on Thursday, um, and then we're going to go probably to Kidderminster on Sunday. I haven't booked in yet, but we um, I'm going to wait until like Thursday, Friday, see what the weather's looking like. It's looking like rain all day, so um, yeah. we might we might not, but now we'll find something to do. So yeah, that's all it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, well, you, 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 you're at the June, not June, is it Juniors this weekend? No, F2s, 3s? Uh, uh, yeah, Formula Finals. Formula Finals, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, that's at Mendip, so not a track I've had much look at in the past, but I'm going to try and go there with a nice, uh, nice fresh outlook and, uh, you know, a bit of positivity. So if you're down there, you know, come and say hello and... If I'm not doing yeah, well, run, run over to him and go, are you that man that does the podcast? Because he loves it. He I loves it. <laughs> yeah. And if you see Russ this week, keep pestering him for some Grid Talk stickers because they're out. He'll tell you they haven't got any, but we have, and Russ is the only one with them. I taught you this trick, man. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, mate. Um, yeah, I think that'll do us, mate. Do you want to thank the sponsors? Yes, mate. Thank you to CML Distribution, Schumacher Racing and Will Speed Racing. Again, we say every week, Christmas is coming. These guys give us some great prizes. Head over, check out their stuff, give them a like, give them a share, give them a follow. And the same with us. And you might get some of their their goodies at Christmas. And I'll say thank you to the listeners, guys. Thanks very much for getting involved with our Car Crafter podcast um, that we lovingly produce for you every week. So don't forget to like and share for a chance to be in the, the Christmas draw. Um, and well, basically every time you, you like and share the podcast, you get to get the, the Christmas wrap. It's as simple as that. That's it, Chris. Uh, good luck at the weekend, mate. Push hard and take chances. I will do, mate. I will do. So, I'll see you next week. See you later, mate. Bye-bye.